Paul, so something I love on podcasts are overheards. Okay, yeah. Because it just demonstrates that the whole rest of the world is more interesting and and, and funnier than my life. <laughs> so here here's a good one. Uh, guy guy says, uh, you know, this is a classic kid say the darndest, and he he's like, this is this is compliments of my eight year old son who he and his wife were like have been having trouble getting him into school. And the, their eight year old kid is like, why should I like try at school? Like, well, well like, what's the purpose here? And, uh, you know, the, the parents are suddenly at the grasping at straws of like, oh, 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 what do we say? And they, they, they revert to the, you know, oh, someday you might have a job and you'll need to, to know things that you, that you learned in school. And their eight year old son looks at them and says, but what if I just want to be a simple blacksmith? <laughs> oh my god so uh yeah you know like you can't make this stuff up heck no oh the kids <laughs> so who's first on this week's show paul first up is dupont brass here on hometown sounds hot dog crazy Woo! Dupont Brass is like my favorite band. Do your thing, 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 do
Hey, welcome back to Hometown Sounds. We show you how DC wants to become a simple blacksmith. I'm Tony Pareko. I'm Paul Vodra. And that song was called Summer Vibes by DuPont Brass. Brand new single from that hip hop and funk band. Uh, I tell you, man, they are making a really hard play for Song of the Summer. That is my jam of, of my hot person summer right there. I mean, that song makes me want to drive like 14th and you and roll down my windows and blast that song. Except that my car is my car is not cool enough to do that. My favorite lyric in that song was uh, about how you got to lotion up these knees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has Dupont Brass always been so contemporary? I think I've only like thought about them at Christmas time where it's just like slow tempo, tr- slow tempo tuba. They have definitely gotten uh, the funk on. Uh, We've played them a few times on the podcast. Uh, I think the first time was actually a Christmas episode way back in 2016. Um, The most recent uh, time we've played them is September of 2019. Uh, And this song is a brand new single. It's available on all the streaming platforms. Get it onto your playlists. They have a bunch of outdoor shows coming up this summer, including Mount Vernon Nights, Alden Theater, and The Wharf. So check out their website, and, uh, you know, go check them out live because they put on a real great live show. And that will be a really, really fun thing for beautiful summer nights. Paul, how do you how do you pop it during summer? Like, well, how do you protect yourself? What is like your summer outfit? Like, what's your what's your how do you do it? <laughs> I mean, I got I, get, I got the shorts. I got the flip flops. Uh, try to put some sunblock on the nose. My nose is the only thing that really burns. Everything else just gets a nice tan. But my nose gets really red. So something that uh, I've I've learned that uh, is that I am at the point in my life where I need to wear a hat outside. Mm. Um, it's Paul, wise. You, but uh, <laughs> I, I my my hat is a an object of pride because it is a hat of my favorite podcast. Hello from the Magic Tavern. Nice. Uh, and it has the the name of the show and the the art on the front of a of a crow. Like, you know, like standing next to a microphone and I've been wearing it outside for like three to four months now, eh, two, three, four months now. And I've I've yet to run into another fan. Thousands of people listen to this podcast, but I've got nothing so far. Oh, man. It's bound to happen. Bound to. Uh, so, uh, uh, Paul, what's uh, what's going on with you? Well, you know, last time we podcasted, I was talking about this new house and I'm now deep in the throes of moving and packing, and it's uh oh boy, it's kicking my ass. It, a long, long time ago, uh, I looked it up. Uh, December of 1986, um, Marvel Comics published Uncanny X-Men number 212, which was uh, Wolverine versus Sabretooth as part of the Mutant Massacre crossover, which was my first comic book that I purchased wow. at Kept Mill Records. Uh, on one of my mom's trips to the giant grocery store over there on Route 7. And um, that really, you know, changed my whole life. And I never stopped. And I'm still buying comics, and I love them, except for this brief window of time before I move when I hate them. And I'm hating my life. Why do I have so many of these things? Why are they so heavy? You, you, you got to pack them in really small boxes because they're so dense and heavy. You pack them in a small box and then you fill it up and the box weighs like a ton. And it's a small box and I have a million of them now. So it's uh, it's not good. But, uh, you know, the movers are going to come in a few days 
They're going to move everything, and then I'm going to spend the rest of the summer unpacking it, and it's going to be great. Cool. That's that's it. Paul, so, okay, I'm going to ask you the most riveting question you've ever been asked. Okay. Tell me, I want you to tell me about you and your relationship with car insurance. <laughs> you know, it, I know you're setting me up for something that you want to talk about, but I will say recently that I got a notification, thanks for 30 years with Geico. 30 years. And I was like, oh my God. Don't what? they have a watch or something now? <laughs> I was like, really? 30 years? And I did the math. Sure enough, I signed on when I was 16 and now I'm 46. You've never wavered. You've like, no. you are monogamous with Geico. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's one of my longest uh, relationships in my whole life there. Um, so uh, how, how do you feel about Geico, Paul? You know, um, some of their commercials are pretty funny, and I have never really had to use their services very much. So uh, it, it's been fine. They've taken a lot of my money. But, you know, I'm allowed to drive, and I, I feel pretty good about it. So uh, so kudos to Geico. Cool. So I myself actually think Progressive is are the kings of the car insurance ads. I continue to have the biggest crush on uh on on flow mm, uh, yes. however mara the other lady have a big crush on her too <laughs> uh, <laughs> but okay so i had been with progressive for by the way i was talking to someone once and they accidentally i think it was one of one of our one, one of our loose listening party episodes but they they referred to uh progressive as progresso <laughs> it's a very different product but uh no so i've been with progressive for like eight years never had a problem lovely lovely experience all the way through and then it it came time for me to renew and the cost of my premium went up 75 dollars no reason no 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 reason like as in i called and was like what's going on and as in I, i got them to say the price of the product went up yeah. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. inflation in this economy. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then I just like, you know, was like, I I will not stand for this. I nothing, you know. So I I, I by the way, I, I then was then doing all of this from laying down in my bed and on my phone, where I was like, Ugh, I'm just gonna see what kind of rate Geico will offer me. Mm-hmm. And their rate was like a hundred twenty bucks cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, hell yeah. So I did the whole thing on my phone. It was as easy as, you know, e- easy as pie, which I've never really I've, I've never really understood that phrase, but um <laughs> but anyway, so one of the things that you select is, you know, they're just like going through all the the you and your discounts. Mm-hmm. And one of them is uh this is that you can save some more money by enrolling in Geico's Drive Easy program. Mm. Are you familiar with Geico's Drive Easy program? I don't think I am. Actually, I should join it. Well, Paul, let, let me tell you. I'm gonna. Uh, you may have some. I, I think I know what you're gonna. But let, as it, let me tell you about the Geico Drive Easy program. I was like, All right, oh, dude. so it's you know essentially Geico tracks you while you dr- while you drive, and I was mm. like, yeah, you have to always have your location enabled 
to track you in the Geico app, to, you know, when, when you're mm. in, in your settings. Yep. And I was like, eh, whatever. Everyone's all every everyone's tracking you if you have a phone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but then I thought, like, hmm, from a true crime podcast perspective, maybe it's kind of a good thing to have like one more person, you know, like <laughs> like knowing where I am. And then that will <laughs> that could help save my life. Or if the bad guy does me in, that'll help make sure that that they get him, you know? Sure. Um, what el- what it also does is that it monitors your behavior while you drive. Of like, if you tap on the Spotify to go to the next track, or you try to open a text message from your sweetie, you know, it records your your phone behavior while you're moving and grooving. Mm. Uh, and I was like, I don't even, that doesn't even bother me that much. But this is where I was like, I will not stand for this. After every single trip you take, when you're done driving, you have to categorize if you were driving. Because what if you were just a passenger? Then I can play on the phone all the way, all the time I want, as much as I want. Right. So your options are I was driving, I was a passenger, or I was not in a vehicle. So as Hmm. you can take a walk and you still have to categorize if you walk down the street. Hmm. And I was like, that is the line that I have to complete a book report, a homework assignment after I go anywhere. Because then what happened was I got locked out of the, you know, I got locked into the app. I needed to like reset my password. Okay. And then that turned into the like, you know, four minutes of resetting my password and going back in on my phone to categorize a trip. And I was like, I will not stand for this. So I called, I called Geico and I said, I explained very calmly, by the way, it is very much my practice to just be the nicest guy, the nicest person possible on customer service calls. And I said, Hey, just like need to opt out of the, the Geico drive easy program, uh, combo of air injury and, you know, privacy. And they were like, totally get it. My, so I now have an additional payment to make up the difference. Yep. I have to pay 28 bucks. All right. Which is, you know, like still a in the grand scheme of the switch into Geico. Oh, the ad <laughs> I am right now uh, of the whatever. I will pay those extra twenty eight dollars so that I don't have to remember to indicate whether I was driving or not. Yeah, that seems like a really big flaw in that program. Yeah. So actually, my dad used it for like six months, the duration of a policy renewal. And. They dinged him and bumped up his rate for stuff of like driving late at night. <laughs> oh, we're allowed to do that. Yeah, I know. Like, Geico, you're racist against booty calls. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so um, the what's going on in my life is I have said um, it's not really about privacy for me. I'm just lazy. <laughs> it's about the homework. It's about the homework. Um. So, yeah, that's what's going on with me. So, uh, should we play another hot track on this week's podcast, Paul? I think we should. Next up is the Southern Ocean. What we leave. 
inside my own damn mind Misplaced Trust can lead us to go blind was a new song by the southern ocean and it was called finish line that track finish line uh, arrived on april 14th and uh learned about it because ian stanford from the southern ocean uh sent us a, a cool little facebook chat and oh gosh i do love it i do love an opportunity to interface with musicians uh so uh, i asked i asked ian what this song is about and he told us that Finish Line is really about how things and people change over time. When I wrote the lyrics, I was envisioning a past relationship I was in and how we were truly a perfect match when we were young, partially because we were both interested in exploring the world and finding ourselves. Unfortunately, the more we traveled down our paths, the further apart we grew, until eventually it seemed like splitting up was inevitable. But at the same time, it wasn't sad because we both gained a sense of self 
and purpose. And that's kind of what the song is about, you know, about how finish lines change. And uh, I think that that's pretty deep and real. And also, uh, I kind of popped onto the Southern Oceans Bandcamp a little earlier today. And in their Bandcamp description, uh, the last line in their description reads, really well put together post-rock. Hometown Sounds podcast. <laughs> because we played them in uh, 2020 and 2017. I was like, gosh, I, we have history with, with the Southern Ocean. And uh, also, so what I was thinking about this last night and what I love about post-rock is that it's like playing music that's as complicated as you feel. <laughs> yeah? Um, yeah, about how there's just very much this like, Oh gosh, I have ascended and I understand things now. Like that that's what post rock makes me feel. And actually, <laughs> I think we'll be talking about emo a little later and like emo is like oh, I can't be mature and 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 post rock is like and now I am mature. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's uh, Tony and genres. Also, I asked Ian Stanford of the Southern Ocean about uh, the most like memorable or famous person he'd ever met. And he, he wrote back that when I lived in New Orleans, I worked at Whole Foods. And once a week, we would fake close the store to get all the normal people out and then reopen the store for celebrities to shop. Some of the people I remember shopping there during these special hours were Denzel Washington, John Goodman, and uh, Jennifer Coolidge, who um I have... I had such a crush on in HBO's <laughs> White Lotus. Oh my gosh, I love a cougar. Oh my gosh, I just admitted that. <laughs> um, and also, uh, there were many members of the New Orleans Saints, but about how it was so cool to see these people walking around like they were just regular people shopping for groceries. But uh, the Whole Foods staff were specifically instructed not to speak to them unless we were spoken to and to only talk to them about food. So it was very <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Um, so actually, incidentally, I just uh, had a, a work trip where I went to New Orleans and uh, I want to tell you about a, a really cool meal I had, Paul. And that is that I had turtle for oh the first God. time. Wow. I I was interested and curious, but also had some trepidations because kind of sounds kind of weird. I asked my server, like, so turtle, what's that about? And she said, it's very approachable. And. <laughs> Which I think is a lovely way to describe a food. A really great way to sell something, honestly. Yeah. And it, the dish was turtle bolognese. Oh, okay. So, like, it was within the context of a very familiar context of a a bowl of spaghetti and red sauce. It's good. Very approachable. Very approachable. And, uh, yep, it tasted just like pork except it was softer because you know shells and things okay it, it did not taste weird it did not taste exotic i if i i, I stand turtle uh, <laughs> so uh who's next on this week's a podcast of all next up pretty bitter a pretty bitter you be the final girl you've got the jawline
track was called final girl by pretty bitter uh and it was real fun to hear that song and those lyrics after we heard about uh the new orleans whole foods with the <laughs> lyrics about how all you want to do is buy fucking groceries and about being asked for that one story and if there's going to be a sequel <laughs> uh you remember the band nah with a period i do paul now they're called Pretty Bitter, and that was them. Their new album, Hinges, dropped on June 24th on Bandcamp. You should get it. We have featured Na on the podcast twice before, originally back in October of 2018, and the band Lavender picked a track by them for our Loose Listening Party interview with them in January of 2021. Uh, I, that song killed. I love that song. It really did. Also, um, I don't want to really like pass any substantial opinion about the the name change except for that i think having a one word kind of anything intellectual property title of something is is kind of tough in the age of the seo speed wagon mm, that's true i mean like as in you have to be incredible and amazing like for instance how is it the spoon like has come out ahead you know you know what i mean yeah yeah it's definitely a bold move um happy that all of their previous material is still available on their Bandcamp because it's all really good too and um definitely uh check out their live show they have made a spotify playlist which is called kind of like hinges which is the title of their new album uh, it includes tracks from Fru Fru, Passion Pit, M83, Cigaros, and more. So if you're looking for another little dose of music in your Spotify world, uh, find that playlist and follow it and uh, hear what the band is into these days. I like a, an artist curated playlist. I think of it as like a way to, way to connect with what they're thinking about. Yeah. What they're into. It's a cool little feature of Spotify. I like it. Tony, do we have more music on the podcast? Oh, Paul, we have more music on the podcast. What's next? Next is Landon Phillip.
from the excellent new album June Bug, which is a name your own price download on Bandcamp. That was Landon Phillip with a song called Caribou. Yep, as Paul said, this album is excellent. So Landon Phillip, oh gosh, we've had him on the podcast before. And actually, I went to his website and uh, on the section of testimonials, uh, there is a a little blurb that says, reviewed positively by Hometown Sounds. (laughs) And there's a link to our our podcast episode page. So that's 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 cute. Adorable. Landon Phillip is a talented gent on this record, Junebug. He, he, he sings, he plays acoustic guitar, electric guitar, electric bass, ukulele, mandolin, banjo, drums, tambourine, shaker, synths, piano, trumpet, mallets, and a theremin. Wow. Uh, some other other wonderful guest players, too, but gosh, he could do it all. Uh, also, uh, Landon Phillip played a release-ish show a few weeks back, and one of the bands on the bill was a very good DC pop punk band who I learned about for the first time called Horsemanship. Uh, they are very fun and very funny, and their Instagram is Horsemanship182. <laughs> Landon Phillip uh, makes brutally honest alternative indie rock, uh, focusing on themes of nature, frustration, and inescapable and inescapable growth. Oh, I love that mindset. That's a good one right there. So, Landon, Landon Phillip, thank you for an amazing record. This is really, really great. I will also recommend Broken Trumpet. That's that's another good one on the record too. Tony, should we hear another song on the podcast? Let's hear another song on the podcast. Next up is Carolyn Malachi. I could, I could think of 50 million things we could do today. Let's play a little game. Cross you up, then I shoot the J. From way downtown. Go, babe. But you hit me up about tonight. Thinking wine and candlelight. You left looking kind of right. Hurry home to your wife.
sexy jam was Carolyn Malachi with a track called Brunch. I, I just want to spend a moment chatting about my favorite lyric in the song, which is, uh, you know, it comes after brunch. I ain't got to say too much. <laughs> so I, Carolyn, I, I respect you. I love you. It's a powerful sentiment. However, I myself cannot bone down after brunch. I'm too full. <laughs> I think morning sex is is a more pragmatic approach. There you go. For me, <laughs> like if I have like one mimosa, I need a nap. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, very much a lightweight before 5 p.m. is what I'm saying. <laughs> I just think uh, Carolyn Malachi is a more fit individual than, than you and I. I think it's funny, too, that that song, like like the topic of brunch makes you think of like Sex in the City or something kind of bright and poppy. And then that song, it kind of reminded me of 90s trip hop. It kind of reminded me of like Massive Attack or Tricky, like kind of a little growly. It's like unexpected in a really cool way. I really like it. Carolyn Malachi is a mix engineer, producer, artist, and educator. She teaches audio production courses at the Kathy Hughes School of Communication at Howard University. And her research explores the intersection of blockchain technology and data sonification. And she had this to say about the song. For centuries, society has simultaneously disregarded the lived experience of black women while holding black women to unfair expectations. This is evident today in what researchers refer to as the strong black woman schema, an internalized narrative that often gets in the way of fundamental self-preserving measures, such as taking time off to address health concerns, setting healthy boundaries, and experiencing joy, peace, or abundance without guilt. Through my new single, Brunch, I am having fun while challenging ill-formed, pervasive narratives of black women and their womanhood, all while giving you a song you can dance to. My goal is for everyone who hears Brunch to feel connected, accepted, and elevated. And I do think that Brunch is abundance without guilt, right? Yeah, that's a very, very good way to put it, man. And that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the Hometown Sounds podcast. Uh, We hope you are following us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Hometown Sounds. We hope you are following the podcast on whatever podcast player or app or service that you choose. It's all available at Hometown Sounds. The website is hometownsoundsdc.com. We have an email address. It's dj at hometownsoundsdc.com. Drop us a line. Send us your music. We love getting that. Um, and really, uh, of course, we really want you to support all the musicians that you've heard on this podcast by buying their music and seeing them play live. And we're going to go out on a little bit of a guilty pleasure. Uh, this is, I mean, one of DC's finest bands, Bad Moves. I think we can all agree on that, right? I mean, they're amazing. They've contributed a song to a Bandcamp covers compilation, which is called As If Songs from Teen Comedies which is released by a Pittsburgh label called Don't Let the Scene Go Down on Me. So a lot going on here. This compilation is $5, and it includes covers by Oceanator and Mr. Goblin, formerly of DC band Two Inch Astronaut, who now resides in Bloomington, Indiana. The songs are absolute 90s bait, coming from the soundtracks to Mallrats, Clueless, Legally Blonde, Romeo and Juliet, and more than one, from the legendary Empire Records. All proceeds from it go to More Dysphoria plus Pauline Juliet. And this song, My Favorite Game, was originally done 
by the Swedish band The Cardigans and appeared on their fourth album, Gran Turismo, from 1998 and also appeared in the TV show Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We hope you enjoy this little bit of nostalgia and, uh, you know, hey, go buy this compilation. There's some really, really good stuff on it. So I once saw the uh, lead singer of The Cardigans, Nina Person, do a show at Jam and Java. That's That's amazing. That sounds like a really good show. And she did a, a very kind of like out of left field David Bowie cover of the track uh, Boys Keep Swinging. Oh. Um, which was, uh, wow, weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Paul. And we'll see you all next time.